We've got breaking news right off the top of the show here. Honorado and company breaking news in the world of tennis regarding an absolute legend in the sport. We've already seen one goat, if you will, walk away. Another says it is time for that to happen. Everything okay over there? Yeah. Fine. Okay. I don't know. So something, your mic or something, boing yeah. around. Um, Chris Honorado, it's Ashley Miller. We've got NFL Week 2 games. We've got the Pick 6 Vodka Pick'em with our guy Andy Heck from Alpenhouse. We talked about it last week, the initiative here to do some good, hopefully, on this show with yeah. some nonprofits in the Capital Region. Aaron Judge continues to close in on 61. Are you more interested in that or Albert Pujols going for 700? We'll talk about that on the show, Ash. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Back I'm in your log well. cabin. Back in my log cabin. We have no time to waste this week. Let's get going. This is Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpen House. Shout out to all of our local business partners here on Honorado and Company. They keep us going each and every week. And um, some programming news. Yes. I can only, I think, share half of it. You, I think, Ash, are more in the know than I am at this point. It sounds like, well, I know for sure, you will be able to now watch us on News Channel 13, Sunday mornings at 6 a.m. So, Gosh darn it, Saturday night, don't stay out late, go to bed and watch us at 6 o'clock Sunday mornings. Uh, we are still on my four Saturday evenings, and if you're watching us, it's very possible that you're watching us a half hour earlier. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Well, that part's definitely true, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I mean, so the email the email says effective this weekend, so I'm going to say it's announceable. 6 p.m., Saturday nights on my four, 6 a.m., Sundays on News Channel 13. News Channel, we listen, we've made it. We've made it to the big station. <laughs> it is six o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. You wouldn't believe how many people are up at 6 a.m. watching News Channel 13. Yeah, I might be the really only one. 5 a.m. and 7 a.m., but now yeah. maybe we'll bridge the gap. Yeah, we will lead right into uh, News Channel 13 weekend today on Sunday mornings with Caitlin Earl and Christina Talamo. So good morning. Caitlin and Christina, it's good to see you guys. Yeah, yeah. All right. This is uh, confusing with all of our days and You're time. not kidding. I, I just no. have given up on that completely. I let people <laughs> figure it out for themselves. That's why the internet exists. Uh, J-Man says, good morning, Chris and Ashley. Carol is watching as well. Let me ask a stupid question here off the top, and I'll just put Jason's good Go morning ahead. up here. Is Ashley a difficult name to spell? And I'm not asking you. I'm asking our viewers, the people. It is, is for people. Is Ashley a difficult name to spell? We had a piece of mail delivered to the house this past week, um, and and your name was misspelled. And I thought, I know you've talked about it, and I've seen it. But then when you really see it on a piece of mail from somebody you know, I thought, is this a difficult name? Yeah, it just looks so wrong. Uh, so we've had this discussion before. I get a lot of E-L-Y. I am almost sure, and we've talked about this, that it's a typo and that you're just punching keys, but it just looks so backwards. 
when you put E-L-Y and when you pr- like, I know there are people who pronounce it more like Ashley and obviously it's, but it happens a lot. It happens more than you would think. Yeah. And that's, it's A-S-H-E-L-Y is the misspell on that. You're right. It, it happens more than just a, that's not a miss. That's not a typo. That's not on my fingers are too fast on the, you know, uh, Joel says, congrats on the promotion. Thanks, Joel. I love that Joel watches us on YouTube. Yeah. Nick is uh, still who day and even after week one, um, the Bengals. All right. That's one week. All right. Yeah, we get it. All right. Uh, Here's the breaking news. Okay. We teased it at the top of the show. This is the breaking news um, just before we came on the air here. And Roger Federer, the 20-time Grand Slam champ, for – such a long period of time was considered to be the greatest male tennis player of all time. I don't know where he still ranks in most people's minds. Mm-hmm. He has announced that he is retiring. He's got one more kind of event in him. Yep. What he said is he's not going to play Grand Slams anymore. He won't be playing on the tour anymore. But he is going to play in the Labor Cup, which is next weekend, part of Team Europe against Team World. So Federer, Djokovic, and Andy Murray will be three of the six male tennis players in the late on the Labor Cup playing against the world. But the story here, Ash, is that Federer now, uh, what, two weeks after we yeah. last saw Serena Williams on a court, says he is now done. Yeah, listen, you're talking about two of the greatest goats, and I know that's repetitive, but they are two of the greatest players in their individual two sports. goats. Two of the greatest goats. Uh, Serena is the goat, and I I don't know that that's arguable in women's tennis. And Federer is one of three. Um, And by the time that Djokovic is done and Nadal is done, they're just going to play longer than he is. So I think at the end of the day, their numbers will be a little gaudier. He's my favorite men's tennis player of all time. The thing I like about him most is just the way that he goes about it. His personality is just so like calm, cool, and collected. He says all the right things. He seems like a genuine guy. That's what I love most about him, aside from the fact that he just, I mean, he owned Wimbledon for the entirety of his career. And I get it. It's it's a different, it's a surface thing, but he won enough other tournaments to make him legit on other surfaces. Well, yeah, look, the knock on Federer for a long time was, well, he's just Pete Sampras 2.0. Sampras never won on clay, never won the French. Federer's got one Mm -hmm. at Roland Garros. Um, But he won on other hard courts. But he is not as, his dominance on grass at Wimbledon is not as skewed like Nadal at the French. So I, I think it's interesting you say he's one of three. I know Nadal is going to have more Grand Slam titles than than maybe both Federer and Djokovic, respectively. But the fact that he has, what, 14 of them at the French, 13 or 14 right. of them, whatever that number, is that enough for you to say, I'm not going to put him as the greatest of all time because it wasn't spread? I don't know. I don't know. Nadal was still great. Djokovic is still yeah. great. This feels like... I said one of three. We could do the LeBron Jordan yep. debate here in, in men's yep. tennis even, right? Yep. Potentially. But yeah, this and, is- and Djokovic has his preferred surfaces as well. Uh, listen, sure. every tennis player is going to shine more on one specific surface. There aren't many who can just, you know, win every tournament on every surface. It's just so different. So there, you're always going to have that. There's going to be kind of a niche or one that you prefer. 
But yeah, Roger was able to win on all surfaces, although it was heavy Wimbledon versus Nadal was real heavy clay mm-hmm. or is mm-hmm. real heavy clay and a few others. Yeah, uh, right. I'm not going to, honestly, I'm not going to punish somebody just because no. they've been able to kind of master one yep. surface over the other. Did you see this middle of the week, Serena Williams, when asked about her future or playing again or whatever, she referenced Tom Brady coming back. And she said something like, I think it's really cool. The trend that Tom has started. Are you kidding me? She said, you never know. Now, look, I'm okay with her saying, you never know. I don't want to rule anything out because who knows one day I might wake up and decide I want to play again. Fine. But let's be very clear. There is nothing cool about what Tom Brady did. There is nothing. What People were so exhausted by the Brett Favre stuff. Yep. Now, all of a sudden, it's cool? No, 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 no. If you decide you want to come back and play again, all the power to you. I- I'll support that 100% because it's your life. It's your career. You go for it. But don't tell me that this yo-yoing is cool. No, it's exhausting. When you decide you want to come back, go ahead and come back, and I'd love to watch you play again. But in the meantime, I'm really not interested in the maybe I will, maybe I won't. Listen, it's not her fault that she gets asked the question. And to be honest with you, the night that she retired, the night that she lost at the U.S. Open, they asked her the exact same same question. And she said, you never know, because you can never say never. So she's not just going to write it off and say, no, I'm never coming back, because then you look like a hypocrite or a flip-flopper or a liar when you decide to come back. Because you never do know. You never know what life brings. And we never know, just like she never knows. But I, I just think like, leave her alone. Just let her retire for a few minutes. And then later on down the line, when she wants to come back, you say, okay, what changed? I just, now I don't don't love it. She doesn't have to do good morning America and Jimmy Kimmel. You go on those shows, you know, you're going to be asked about it. I get it. If if you're stepping away, but she doesn't, she has, but she's evolving. She wants to evolve her product, her life, her business. In order to do that, she wants to go on these shows. And you're going to be asked these questions for sure. Um, <laughs> Nick says he'll take Borg, McEnroe, and Connor. So he's going back. Okay, he'll take oh, yeah. he'll take the '80s crowd. Okay. Um, what I'm not knowing is making my brain hurt. I know. Look, ours too. We don't know. Right. What do I know? Nothing. Mm-hmm. I know nothing. So I'm not going to pretend to know and not know. I'm just saying until you know, I don't really want to hear about it. That's all. Right. That's all. Okay. Yeah, I agree. Right, uh, Carol wants to know what promotion she missed. Real quick, Carol. Oh, no, no, no real promotion. We are, you can now watch us Sunday mornings on News Channel 13 at 6 o'clock. That and was Saturdays at 6 p.m. Right, Saturdays at we're, 6 p.m. We're going up an hour, but we are also no, going to be on. Up a half hour. Back, up, up a half hour, sorry. Yeah. Boy, back a half hour, whichever, whichever you prefer. Not going to end well. Uh, it's still Thursday mornings at, at 10. That's, yeah, always. Well, for now. I have ideas. Until next week. For, yeah, for now. I'm not sure that uh. that's going to stick. Okay, we're back right after this on Honorado and Company. Teams. Athletes. Organizations. We're transforming the custom apparel industry through products and purpose.
claim your crown. Fire, water, smoke, mold, and sewage cleanup. Reconstructing your home after a disaster can be both stressful and demanding. KPM Restoration will work quickly to restore your home. We'll help provide complete damage restoration to your property. My problem was that uh, I was traveling. There was a leak in my basement. We called KPM. They came in at 9 o'clock at night and were there till 2 o'clock in the morning until the problem was solved. KPM Restoration. We'll get you back to normal. And now, back to Honorado and Company. Brought to you by Alpenhouse. Pick 6 Vodka, NFL Pick'em still to come here on the show. Honorado and Company, Chris Honorado and Ashley Miller with you. Uh, we will. We feel like down. a train that's gone off the tracks already. Uh, yeah, I prefer it that way. If, if Perfect. We can, if it just kind of naturally, if it evolves, if you will, uh, to that. Um We'll look back at last week and how we did. I always say, as long as you're kind of 500 out of the gate, yeah, uh, that's pretty good. One of us was actually better than that. Um, and we have Andy Heck from Alpenhouse coming up as our guest picker. Here's the deal with the Pick 6 Vodka NFL Pick'em this year. Each week, we will alternate between a local nonprofit representative and one of our show supporters. So Peter Gannon, who is the... CEO and I I don't know that he's president. He might just be CEO and executive director. I don't know. He's CEO of uh, yeah United Way of the United yeah. Way of the Greater Capital Region. He was our guest last week. Um, and Andy Heck, who of course um, with Alpenhouse, big supporter of the show, will be our guest this week. So we'll just flip flop each and every week. Yeah. And then at the end of it all, whichever nonprofit fares best. They will be the beneficiary of a, a nice donation, thanks to our local business partners. So, we ask a lot of them already. We are asking for even more, and they are yep. ready to deliver. Always which, ready to help, which is absolutely awesome. Okay, so these are games that are not on our Pick Six Vodka slate this week. Yes, but they are intriguing nonetheless. Um, I'm in for Chargers Chiefs oh, Thursday tonight. night. Will I see a a lick of it? I don't know. Depends on on how long I can stay awake. Um, Get a nap in today. Yeah, it's probably not going to happen. Um, but but this is a great NFC West. And how about, oh. listen, how about the Chargers out of the gate here? Mm-hmm. They've had to deal with th- both the Raiders and the Chiefs now. I mean, there's yep. no easing into the season for Los Angeles with really difficult division games. They find a way to beat Vegas week one. Now they're going to Kansas City to take on Patrick Mahomes, who so dearly misses Tyreek Hill. He only threw five touchdown passes week one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that'll be a good Thursday nighter. Which one here are you most looking forward to? Oh, probably Thursday night's game. That division to me is infinitely interesting in terms of Chargers Chiefs. I love that division, but I think we're going to – determine some pretenders or contenders in the other games in terms Mm -hmm. of like, we're going to find out real quick if Arizona is as bad as they played against the chiefs or if the chiefs are just really good. Um, I I'm interested to see what the Cardinals do there. Uh, The Raiders kind of the same thing though. Like, are they going to be good? I, I just think there are a lot of games here. Like, and then listen, if the dolphins beat the Ravens, 
I think you're really, people are really going to start to talk about the Dolphins. The Dolphins went over the Patriots last week. For me, does nothing. I just don't care. I don't think the Patriots are very good. So until they beat someone that's of substance, okay, then I'll believe that the Dolphins might be legit. I think Mike McDaniel's really good. I think he's an interesting offensive mind. Yep. I'm not on the Tua bandwagon, haven't been, and I just don't believe in him necessarily. But go beat the Ravens and people are going to start to believe. I um, I think Miami, I think Miami can win that game. That's an obvious statement. I sure. think Miami's going to win that game. How about that? Ooh, I, like I think it. Miami's going to win that game. Okay. I think New Orleans is going to win at home over Tampa Bay. And I think the Raiders have to win on Sunday against Arizona. If Vegas loses that game at home, 0-2 start for a team that I think has great potential, I don't want to hear about the numbers between Carr and Adams. That's not going to do it for me. This has to be a win on Sunday for Vegas. So I think the most important game is for Vegas, to be completely honest with you. Uh, New Orleans and Tampa are both 1-0. Miami and Baltimore are both 1-0. The Chargers and Chiefs are both 1-0. I got a couple of 0-1 teams here at the end of this graphic. To me, I don't 0-2. Mm-mm. Nope. Uh, Billy's got a question. We don't know who is 0-2 yet. I assume he's asking us if who we think will be 0-2, who we think. Listen, if the Raiders go 0-2, it's probably the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, I would like the Raiders to bounce back from 0-2 more like, than I'd like the Cardinals to bounce back from 0-2. What if the Packers get beat this weekend? Correct. Right. And then it's probably the Packers. So I – until next week, I guess I'll we'll answer that question next week. What if the Niners fall to 0-2? Nah, then they're done. Brian's watching as well. Early break today from work. I like that. Schedule those breaks Thank right you, at 10 Brian. o'clock on a Thursday whenever you can make that happen. Makes sense to me. All right, so that's a look at the week two games that uh, are not on our pick six yes. vodka board. We've got more NFL on the way here, Ash. Let's get into our performance industrial dirty difficult done. <laughs> And now, Dirty, Difficult, and Done. Presented by Performance Industrial. Shout out to Bill Miller in South Glens Falls and his great team at Performance Industrial. Uh, A lot of epoxying of floors that they do, but there is no job that is too dirty or too difficult for them to get it done. All right, Ash, here you go. The Triple D's. Yeah, this is. I kind of wanted to have a little bit of fun with my Triple D. Instead of going one, I'm going all. And this is my week one NFL thoughts. Who was dirty? Who was difficult to watch? And who is already done after week one? Uh, Nothing groundbreaking here, but I thought of all the teams that I watched play, the Bills were the best. They were dominant. They beat the reigning Super Bowl champs on the road, the way that they did it. And that's not like they turned the ball over. Four times and still won by 21. As bad as that is four times, they put their defense in terrible situations and their defense, all they did was bail them out all game long. Mm. Um, So just imagine if they don't turn the ball over what that team could look like. I I think that the bills after week one are the most impressive team. The Vikes were pretty good. I thought what they did with Justin Jefferson and Kevin McConnell's first game as head coach, whatever he did really worked. Because we've said it, that Packers defense is supposed to be a top five defense in the league. Yep. And Justin Jefferson didn't have anyone around him. 
And of all the people on the field, he should be the only one to have everyone around him. So yeah, the Vikings and Bills for me were the dirtiest in terms of a good. You got a dirty? What's your favorite dirty? Oh, I'm saying you. this is your your okay. segment here. All right. Difficult for me was difficult to watch, and the Jets were difficult to watch, but I picked the Cowboys because everything about that game was miserable, and that was with Dak Prescott. Now you lose Dak Prescott for six to eight weeks with a broken, fractured thumb, and you're going to have the Cooper Rush show. The Dak Prescott show was pretty bad. Mm -hmm. I think the Cooper Rush show is going to be worse, but they scored three points with Dak. He was sacked twice, no touchdowns, one interception, 134 yards of offense. It was ugly. It was bad. It was all those things, and it just was not fun to watch for me. I was sitting at the station on Sunday night. It was miserable. For me, this is not groundbreaking. The Jets are done. I don't care if it's Joe Flacco. I don't care if it's Zach Wilson. All of it's bad. I don't think Zach Wilson is going to be the answer. I don't think he's going to change things all that much for the New York Jets. This is the part that concerns me a little bit. And maybe part of it was because they were down against the Ravens, but they weren't down significantly until the second half. They threw the ball 59 times and rushed it 17 You can't win like that. I don't know if that's a solemn mentality, but if that's the way you're going to go, that team is not going to win many games. Well, you can't win like that with Joe Flacco. I mean, 37-year-old Joe Flacco, but if you have Mahomes, I'll sling it 59 times and take my chances. At least have a shot. They can't win like that. That that is not a team built to win like that. Joe Flacco is not Patrick Mahomes. No, and even so, him. the Chiefs have Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Like the Chiefs have running back options, so they're not gonna. So are we? Is the shine is off the Jets draft class? No, I don't think the shine is off the the Jets draft class. But you can't win with that. I don't think you can win with that quarterback. Yeah, Wilson. Yeah. And he wasn't in then. I just don't think he's gonna make enough of a difference now. Listen, Sauce Gardner. It wasn't even like he was great. They just totally avoided him. Totally avoided him. All right. I'm I'm on the done side of things here. The Lions two-year underdog streak is done. The Detroit Lions are. are favored for the first time in a football game in 25 games. They went 24 straight games of being an underdog. No more, says Dan Campbell's hard knocks champion Detroit Lions. A favorite. I like it. I, uh, I like it too. I'm not sure that I would. I don't know how. I, I'm not sure that I feel confident. I wouldn't bet them. But I like that. What's, what's that the, the line? Do you know? I think it's only two and a half. Let me look. But I like that the streak is over here. Hang on a second. I've got my. I got it here. Stand by, everybody. Um, I like that the streak is finally over. A little bit of love from Vegas for the Lions after they played. The Eagles really tough mm-hmm. last week, right? I mean, that game was a lot closer at the end than it certainly should have been. They are a one and a half point favorite so it's against moved. Washington. Okay. Okay. I think it was Jay was saying commanders two and a half easy money. Yeah, it has moved, so which moved. is which is which is which tells you the public yeah. is gonna yeah. bet against is gonna bet against Detroit. You know what? Let me exactly. tell you something. If that is a one and a half point spread come Sunday morning, I am going to Hammer the Lions. Hammer them. All right. Okay? Because that becomes a pick them for me, 
and I like Detroit to win that game somehow. I don't. Some dis- way. I don't dislike the Commanders actually. But and Nick says Lions might make the playoffs. Uh, mm, not with that. Not in that division. They're not. Nick, no, I don't think that's gonna happen. All right, quick timeout here. When we come back, the uh, pick six vodka NFL pick'em. Our guest picker Andy Heck will jump on the show as well. Ash and I will give our picks before any of that happens, though. Back right after this on Honorado and Company. I don't care what kind of stories that's been told on you. That may be a lot of things in life you used to do. If you can't give true love to me, I'll understand. Just do the best you can. Ultra, 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. How would you rather go through a table or get hit with a chair? A table. Table. I mean, yeah. nobody's putting you through a table. Let's be very clear. Oh, but... I've been put through a table. Hell, I put myself through a table. I was going to say, he's, he's going through the table. He's doing the damage to the <laughs> yeah. table. Yeah. The, the, the tough part for me is, is usually the tables give a little bit of resistance, you know. But for me, going through a table, it just disintegrates. So it's quick table, hard floor. You know, there's no uh, uh, there's no buffer. You know, it's like yeah. opening your parachute like five feet before you hit the ground. It really doesn't do anything. That's part of our conversation with Paul White from All Elite Wrestling in Albany this week. Paul is not here, but AEW is in Albany this week at MVP Arena. You can see that conversation right now on News Channel 13's Facebook page. Uh, we had a little special interview with paul earlier in the week it's getting some pretty good reviews i would encourage you to go find it uh either on my twitter page ashley's twitter page that's good stuff channel 13's facebook page you can see the entire conversation with paul white all right ash let's get into week two's games here the pick six vodka nfl pick them Your weekly NFL Pick'em, presented by Pick 6 Vodka. Shout out to Holly and Adam and Serge with Saratoga Courage Distillery and Pick 6 Vodka and uh, our sponsor here for this segment. Uh, We've got our guy Andy Heck ready to go as well. Andy, I know he can hear and see us. Ash and I will get through our picks here before we bring Andy on, and he will then break down the games as well. So the six games we have, we start with Panthers-Giants. Is there still some momentum from that two-point conversion Brian Dable called in week one? I'm on the Giants here. I am drinking the Kool-Aid big time with the biggest ladle you could possibly find at what that you've seen those punch bowls at frat parties, the big ladle. That's me. I give me it all on the giants and Dable early on this season. Yes, they will. Win, say, they will cover. You don't, um, you would be in on the big ladle frat party punch, regardless of the giants or Panthers. So, um, but either way, I, I'm not going to get overexcited. I think that the Giants are going to be a better team. 
I just think Baker didn't get a win last week. He's got, he played decent. Uh, I think I'm going to go Panthers. I'm going to go Panthers outright, I think, but yeah. Panthers to win. Okay. Yeah. These uh, picks Jets, were really hard for me. They were very difficult. I thought last week I was like, all right, I feel good about all these. This week I was like, I have no idea. I'm with you. I, I agree. The spreads made it difficult. I'm with you. Uh, that is a six and a half in favor of the Cleveland Browns. And we are both on the Browns, despite the uh, midfield logo that was unveiled this week of the, uh, I, I don't know. The the elf. It's a it's Brownie the elf. Yep. Um, we're both on the Browns here. We're going to say Jacoby Brissett plays well enough to cover a touchdown against the Jets. Ash. Yeah, they're listen. The Jets aren't very good. Um, the Browns got a win last week. I know it was against the Panthers, but yeah, I just think the Browns are better. I mean, they should. The Browns should run the ball sixty times. Yeah, I would hunt and chub all day long. Exactly. And we're both on the Steelers here too. Patriots at the Steelers. Um, we don't love New England. We know that. And this is what's interesting here is Vegas is reacting to the injuries. Obviously, TJ yep. Watt is going to miss significant time. It sounds like Najee Harris is going to play. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll double check that, but Tomlin yep. is saying he's going to play. Yeah. And so I'm getting points at home mm-hmm. against a New England offense that stinks. Okay, I'll, I'll give them to me. I'll take them. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Un- until the Patriots prove that they're capable. I'm, I don't love the Patriots this season. And I never thought I would be uh, betting on a Mitch Trubisky led Steelers team. I thought I'd be betting on a Kenny Pickett led Steelers team, but here we go on the Mitch bandwagon. Well, okay. Not real bandwagon just for this. Yeah. Uh, Bengals and Cowboys. Now little insider here. We didn't do this last week and that's bad on me. I should have had the Patriots on the slate for our guy, Peter Gannon. So he could pick his team. We, you know this, I sent an email to our graphics guy, John Conlon, who does a great job for the show. And I knew that Andy would be our next person. So I said, got to include the Cowboys. This is before Dak was injured, right. people. Now it doesn't even before matter. Before they lost. And then I thought, well, now I just feel bad. Now I feel like we're yeah. rubbing it in Andy's face. We're going to make you pick a Cowboys game with uh, without Dak at quarterback. But needless to say, we're both on Cincinnati here on yeah, the listen, road. Yeah, listen, that's a it's a big number. Go ahead, say but it. But it's yeah. Cooper Rush, and they scored three points last week. And I just think Joe Burrow will not play as poorly as he did last week. Yeah. I hate picking Packers games, but it's the Sunday night game. We will always include that spread the is Sunday, huge. Sunday night game, which is on News Channel 13 and NBC. Chicago at Green Bay, a Packers team that scored seven points last week. Look at that. And Vegas has it at ten and a half. Whoa. We're both yeah, on the Bears. That yeah, it's just too big of a spread for me. Um, you think I, Green Bay wins? No. Uh, yeah, yeah, I do. Wait. I think they win, but I just don't think it's it. That spread is too big. I'm with like you. you said, they scored seven points last week. Yeah. Aaron is the first one to say we. It's going to take some time to figure it out. We got to be patient. All right. If he's saying that, I'm not giving you a, a win by more than ten. Yeah. And those graphics, I know you were saying, look at that. The graphics, our guy John Conlon does a great job. I was more saying, look at you picked the, the Bears. but Oh, yeah. The graphics are awesome, too. Uh, and we're both on the Bills here. It's a big number, 10 and a half. It's the first home game of the year for this team. It's a Monday night game. They will be jumping through so many tables, doing so many funnels. It'll be out They're- of control in the parking lot. They will roll in this game. Did you see they're letting schools out half day? Yeah. 
Yeah. The city nice. of Buffalo is the greatest city <laughs> this country has to offer. Like they're like, we're two weeks into the school year and they're like, you know what? Kids go home early. Mom and dad are going to go to the game. We're going to let them have a good time. You get the yeah. babysitter. Like, here we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Andy Heck is, is here. He's with us, Ash. Um, let's bring Andy into the fold here let's do it. so we can get his take on his picks this week. We'll show you how, uh, I, and I have no idea. I didn't watch. I've had access to the graphic, but I've chosen not to look because I, like I kind of want to be surprised by this. So Andy <laughs> yeah. Heck, from Alpenhouse, wearing the star. Yeah. I like it. Hey, you know, I don't know with how much pride, but you know, it's uh, I'm wearing him today. Yeah. Know? Okay. Hey, listen. I say, no matter hey. what, no matter what's going on with your team, you got to roll with them and ride with them as always. All right, Andy. Uh, here are here are your picks. Let's throw them up compared to what Ashley and I are going with here. You're on the Panthers. You're on the – okay, you, you're the only one on New England and Green Bay, so you've got a shot here to beat us. I love the, your approach. First, let's talk about the Patriots pick here. Why New England? Um, you know, I think the Steelers, um, I'm just not impressed with them, and I think, uh, you know, you, how can you bet against Bill Belichick two weeks in a row, you know? So <laughs> that's – they're always – he's always got something up his sleeve, right? Yeah, Smart fair man. enough. Now – you have gone against your Cowboys the way I went against my Packers. Uh, seven and a half is not a small number. Why Cincinnati, Andy? I just can't see. I mean, even with Dak in the game last week, you know, um, they didn't. Their offense did not show much, and with their uh, the receiver crew, you know, being uh, so many guys being injured, and now you got Cooper Rush in. I don't think that uh, Zeke. Well, I don't think the ground game is going to be enough. Okay, uh, but, I'll be, I'll be, but I'll be rooting, but I'll be rooting hard. So we'll see. <laughs> Oh, I have, I have no, I have no doubt. Uh, the Packers, the Packers here, you were brave enough to do what I wouldn't do and take Green Bay here. Is this just Rodgers bouncing back, you think? I think, you know, and I think uh, like a lot of people say, you know, preseason is almost like non-existent. So game one on it with anybody, you almost look at like, does it really even matter? And mm. I think I just see them, I see them steamrolling this week. You know, every time the Bears are up for a big game against the Packers, they just never, they always seem to always come up short. So. I think uh, okay. I think your team's going to wrap out. Boy, Would I, either I, of you be surprised if the Titans cover? Because I like the Titans are a good team, I, and I know I think the reaction of the spread is to the Bills beating the Rams by twenty-one for good reason. But I don't know that I'd be surprised if the Titans cover. Yeah. I mean, I think the Bills are going to put up a lot of points, but you never yeah. know. They get up, and then all of a sudden, it's one of there could be one of those late scores that uh, covers, right? Yep. Yep. That's... You got to Eric Henry. You've always got a chance. True. Uh, here's what you're up yep. against, Andy. Uh, Peter Gannon went three and three in week one. So uh, early competition here. He has set the bar okay. at 500. You need to do better than than 500 here well, to have the bragging rights over Peter, who I know you know very well. I do. But, you know, I'm, I'm hoping not to even go four and two. I'm hoping maybe for a five and one week. What do you think? Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, look, why not? Why not aim right. high, right? I mean, right, exactly. Why not aim also, high? But as long as I beat them and then I can uh, chat with them uh, Tuesday, that'll be good. Rubbing in his face a little. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, tell exactly. us about. But he, some did, of he the great... did take. He did. He did take. My, I was going to say he did take my Cowboys. So I can't be too hard on him, right? I know. Yeah, and obviously that yeah. that didn't work. Um, 
Tell us about some of the great things you guys are doing. There's expansion happening at Alpenhouse, which is like almost kind of hard to believe that the incredible business you already do, there's more to do. The demand is there and that you guys have decided, you know what, we we need to kind of evolve post-COVID and and find new ways to, to uh, reach our customer base, but I know also kind of pamper them. It's going to be a heck of an experience in Amsterdam now at that store. Yeah, you know, we've um, obviously been growing through the years and then every business goes through an evolution where you got to look, can you can you get any more out of the uh, what you're doing or do you have to take it to the next level? And we just saw, you know, it's it's it was time to really do uh, and you you know, you saw a little bit what we're doing, you know, just to do a really big expansion. We were bursting at the seams in so many different ways. And so we're uh, we're, we're excited, looking forward to it. Well, it's cool, man. I can't wait until we can kind of show our News Channel 13 audience uh, what you guys are doing, that transformation there in Amsterdam with a little maybe upstate of business segment. Um, Andy, thanks for hopping on the show, man. And thank you for your continued yeah, support, yes. you and Katie. For everything. Yes. Thank you. Yep. Absolutely. Yep. Have a great week and good luck to both uh, you on their picks. Yeah. Good luck to you. All right. Let's get Notre Dame a win, too. Andy and I were emailing about, like, how bad is this Notre Dame team? My goodness. He's a Notre Dame fan as well. Um, our thanks to Andy for uh, for hanging out and going and uh, playing along here with our picks. Ash, this is what we did last week. I want to give you a chance here to brag at four and two. Uh, yeah, but you know what happens when you brag? You get humbled real quick. So this is not a brag. I'm very <laughs> proud of myself. I, listen, if you could go four and two every week, you know how good – your percentages would be that I know that's, you know, shooting high. I, I'm not as confident in my picks this week. I did feel good though about my picks last week. Um, the games that we picked at least that there were plenty of games I would have lost if we picked those, but mm. yeah, I feel, I feel good about last week. Okay. Um, here's another look at what Three we're all up bad. against. We're very, I mean, the only thing separating us is giants, giants, Panthers. Yep. Exactly. And you know I'm going to root for the giants. So Yeah. Um, right. Andy's got a couple of chances here to steal games yeah. from us, which is always kind of the name of the game. Uh, nobody yeah, I mean, knows he's not really who's... playing against us, though. That's true. He's got. Yeah, he's just got to beat three and three. Right. Yeah. For now. They should get something for beating us, shouldn't they? Yeah. OK, well, we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll take the winning sponsor out to dinner. Oh, they can bring four people. We'll take them out to dinner. You know, we don't I mean, we're not high rollers, so we got to limit the. The number. That's, that's not a bad idea. That way they get something out of it. I like that. Okay. But you know, I have some good ideas. So the the top dog uh, from a nonprofit standpoint gets a nice donation. The donation, yeah. The best sponsor. Sponsor gets Support. dinner on us. Okay. That I like that. I do. I like that a Take lot. them somewhere where we have a gift card. <laughs> 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 all right well another time out here on honorado and company when we come back to popeyes louisiana fast minute and we've got major major league baseball stuff to yeah. get into i'm not i don't want to bury this thing too no. far down in the show there is big time baseball news to talk about with like two and a half weeks to go in the baseball season yeah. it's getting really good and really interesting it's becoming must watch stuff all of that is still ahead here on Honorado and Company. You've heard of unsung heroes. The men and women of NYSCOBA are the unseen heroes. For the past year, you've learned about our many charitable endeavors. Now it is my privilege to share with you the work performed by our members, the 20,000 state correction and law enforcement officers shielded from view. They work in difficult and dangerous conditions. 
and are an extension of the police who protect our neighborhoods. NYSCOBA honors New York's police and firefighters and salutes its own members who help deliver a peaceful night's sleep. At Marcella's Appliance Center, our commitment is to you, providing essential appliances that families depend on for cooking, refrigeration, cleaning, and sanitation, plus appliance repair. You can have peace of mind that Marcella's is here for you today and every day, like we have been since 1957, helping you make the right choice with trusted brands like Whirlpool, Maytag, KitchenAid, and many more. Shop Marcella's Appliance Center in-store, online, or by phone. We're here for you. And now, back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. You don't need me, that's for sure, but it was great watching you guys play. It's been great watching you on TV, and the way you execute, the way you play physically, it's, it's just beautiful to watch, honestly. No, you, you just play great basketball, and it's about consistency. So you got to keep it going. For me, I always tell my teams the sweetest wins are which ones? The ones on the road. The ones on the road, baby. <laughs> the ones on the road, and that's where you're going. They're the sweetest. That is courtesy of the San Antonio Spurs Twitter page. Uh, Greg Popovich and Becky Hammond, of course, one-time colleagues uh, on the Spurs bench. And now Becky Hammond has her Las Vegas Aces uh, one win away from a WNBA title. I know you loved that moment yeah. post-game of Game 2, right? Yeah, listen, I've I've knocked Pop before, and I don't know that I would want to interact with him as a media member because some of the no. stuff that he does bothers me. It's I don't think it's cool. But there shows you the genuineness and his real love for Becky Hammond. He's up in the stands. He's supporting her for everything she did for him as an assistant for seven years. Um, he's given her a lot of opportunities that other people in the NBA haven't. She was the head coach of their summer league team, won an NBA, uh, an NBA summer league title with them now has in her first season is one win away from a WNBA title was a three-time all American at Colorado state. She has literally won and succeeded at every level. And I think I might as well start the clock here. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I forgot my pop. Well, now I have a little bit more. Giving a little bit more time. I, I think she will be an NBA coach. I really do no think question. she will. I think she will be, and I think it's going to be sooner rather than later. Here's the deal on whether or not Becky Hammond is ever an NBA coach. The question is, do you believe a female will be an NBA head coach one day? And if the answer is yes, then then it's then Becky it's Hammond. Yeah. Unless you tell me it won't happen for another 10 years, which I just don't believe. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, then I could say, okay, she's maybe not still in the coaching game. The woman has done everything. We talked about Sue Bird last week. Becky Hammond has done everything in the sport and then some. Yep. Right? As a player and now as a coach, breaking down the barriers um, of gender in the NBA. I'm with you. I think she will certainly be an NBA coach one day. Pop doesn't like a lot of people, it doesn't seem like. Pop loves her. Loves her. Tells you all you need to know, in my opinion. Um, yeah. yeah, listen, I think she's going to be an NBA coach, and I think it's going to be in the next three years, two years. I, I think it's going to be quick. Someone will take the risk. There are enough teams out there who have been, and this is going to, but like basement dwellers who, what's the worst that could happen? It doesn't work out. Okay. 
a lot of teams haven't, a lot of coaches haven't worked out for other teams that have been males. So who, what's the difference? Yeah. And look, I would love to see, you know, I know we talk about male locker rooms and the bravado of professional athletes who are men, but in the, in the wake of all the Robert Sarver stuff in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. Okay. When LeBron James is tweeting what he's tweeting and Chris Paul tweets what he tweets and they are, they are coming out against Adam Silver yep. in the discipline of Sarver. And basically without saying it, saying they thought the commissioner should have taken the teams away from mm-hmm. Sarver, basically like kick him out of the league because mm-hmm. it's what they did to Donald Sterling. Yeah. Um, and I think players are kind of like, you could have done it to Sarver here too. Now, Silver has said it's not within my jurisdiction to take a team away from him. Okay, fine. But I think, I, I at least want to believe that, despite all the public outcry that we're getting in regards to what Sarver did, um, that that these stars would then back it up and play hard for a female. That would yeah. be really cool. To me, the NBA feels, and part of it is, is More Adam progressive, Silver, right? The most progressive league on the planet, and yep. for male league on the planet for me. Um, and part of that is because your mega stars, your superstars are very progressive. LeBron, KD, Chris Paul, these are all guys who have seemed to rally around number one, women's rights, equality, things like that. And and when that is the case, I just think like this is coming sooner rather than later. And when you've seen Becky Hammond interact with the Spurs bench and with the Spurs players, I know the Spurs team is a little different because Pop is, again, one of the most progressive coaches. He, He is very different than some other coaches and organizations, I think. The San Antonio Spurs were the perfect place for her. But she commanded huddles. She commanded attention, respect. You could see that when she interacted with players. So I I think it is coming, and I think it's coming quickly. What we all wanted was for Pop to to step aside sooner than he has to just. But hand he doesn't it owe off. her that. You know, it's it's hard. Know. He doesn't owe her that. Yeah, um, it's cool. I love it. She's she's just awesome to me. She's. Uh, she's got like Dawn Staley quality. Yep, I knew you were going to her. Yep. Strong, powerful, um, confident. I, I love it. I love everything about it. Yep. Okay. While we're in this here, um, you know what? Let me let me take the last break of the show. When we sure. come back, we're going to talk about the two home run chases that are currently going on in Major League Baseball. And we're looking ahead of the college football weekend. It's not great, but there are at least a couple of games that I think are worth talking about. Happiness is found in simple things. The sun on your face. Sharing laughs. At the campground. Getting wet. Relaxing together. The love of family. There's never been a better time to go outside and play. Alpenhouse Pool Spa Boat and RV. Bringing families together and creating memories since 1964. And now back to Honorado and Company, brought to you by Alpenhouse. Man, shout out to uh, the Novice Clothing Company crew, Nick yeah. and Garrett Bernardo. Uh, they are in Kansas City as we speak, mm-hmm. going to that Chargers Chiefs game. Oh, on that's Thursday a bummer. Night. Now, I had a conversation with them on Monday, was it? That's um, a and they knew then. Harrison's not going to play. So uh, 
Harrison Butker is one of the novice clothing company ambassadors. Um, and it's Nick so cool and Garrett to get to and the that entire game. team. Oh, yeah. And and look, they have novice has gear in the team store. Yes. At Arrowhead. So they will get which to experience awesome. all that, which is really cool. So shout out to them on a, a really cool trip that they've got going on uh, this weekend for the NFL in college football. Here's my real one question. I will let you just have the floor. Read the screen. Uh, the answer is I don't know. Uh, listen, for me, they're better. They're a real football team. They're the best they've been in six-plus years, and I think they're legit. I just don't know when you have the schedule that's coming. We're going to find out a lot this weekend against Purdue. Purdue's a real team. It's even money game. They're not a 24-point favorite like they were last week against UConn. You're going to find out a lot in the next four weeks because you've got, thank you, Purdue, Virginia, who's always good. They'll probably be down this year. Wagner should be a win. And number 16, NC State. If they win two of two, three of those games, I think they're legit. They're going to have a hard time in the ACC because there are enough good teams in the ACC, Florida State, Clemson. But they are a competent football team, and that is all I have wanted in the last six years. Dino's first year, he was eight and four. Is that right? Yeah. And then after that was bad. And this is year what for him? Five? Six, I think. Six. Ooh, I boy. think it's six. Time flies. Um, yeah. Purdue, UVA. And then after NC State, you get Clemson, Pitt, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Not in that order. Yeah. It's, um, but it, it's not, not going to be I'm not going to say it's a gauntlet, easy. but it's not easy. Yeah. And they'll, no, but if, they'll, they'll lose enough of those games. But – if they're competitive at any point in most of those games, I would be thrilled. I think eight and four is achievable here. You yeah. know, listen, I would just closer to six and six, I think, but even that would be great. Notre Dame at the dome. Yeah. I've seen enough of this team. And now Tyler yeah, I Buckner, seen much of them. Now Tyler so. Buckner, who won the starting job is, is out. Yeah. You're going to get Drew Pine. I'm sorry. I mean, I Syracuse could certainly win that game at the Dome, whenever the heck it is, yeah. against a Notre Dame team that just is not all that talented. I'm sorry. Listen, Garrett, so I think the biggest change, Dino overhauled his staff. Uh, he brought in essentially UVA's entire staff, right, offensive right. coordinator, uh, quarterbacks coach. They, they have now UVA's offense, and it's working. Garrett Schrader seems like a different quarterback. He seems like this is working for him. He understands the offense. He is very similar to Eric Dungy for me in that he's a threat to run, but he can also throw. And they have a top five running back on the planet. Sean Tucker is a top five running back in the country. Um, yep. And I would take that to the grave. He does it all. He can, he can pass catch. He can run. He's a great blocker. He, to me, is is the key to that whole situation. He was great last year on a bad team. Now this year he's on a, a decent team, we think, but he's been incredible. Yeah, he'll be a day two NFL draft pick. Yes. I would think for sure. Um, here are the only, the only two matchups this weekend pitting top 25 against top 25, BYU, Oregon. Interesting. Like are the Cougs for real, for real? Uh, we'll we'll learn a little bit here. I think they are I mean, very good. But yeah. going to Oregon's not easy. That's not easy. No, but I mean Oregon didn't show 
anything. No. Anything. I mean, they went from three to 25. Were they ranked third? No. Fifth? Fifth? I forget. Notre, Notre Dame, Notre, I think they were eighth. Okay. They fell almost out of the top 25 after one game. They yeah, when, just, they were awful. But Bama, Ohio Georgia. State, Georgia, Clemson, yeah. Notre Dame was the top five to start okay. the season. I mean, yeah. Georgia is going to do that to a good number of teams, but they shouldn't yeah. do it to a top 10 team. Okay. Um, um, and then Miami and A&M. Now, this is an opportunity, right? Like, I would have, I have to look at the line. I th- I think I would put a lot of money on Texas A&M. I mean, they lose last I, week. They are embarrassed. Yeah. This is uh, not the game Miami wants to walk into. They're at home. Ooh, boy. I, this feels like. I think Miami might be favored. They are. Okay. I don't know what the, the line is, but. I'll they are. Josh, our producer, executive producer, Josh Coombson and I were talking about this game in particular. He's a big, he's a Miami grad. He's yeah. like, this is not, I do, I don't like this game. I'm like, yeah, you shouldn't. Okay. Why? Well, A&M is a five and a half point favorite. Ooh, all right. Well then maybe I'd hammer Miami. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't, wait a minute. Let me look at this again. Yeah. 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 A&M is a five and a half point favorite. I just yeah. checked online. Okay. Yeah. Um, these are the only two, these are the only two. And I still am not compelled to say, I have to sit down and watch college football this weekend. That's kind of sad. I know early in the season, it's tough until they really get rolling. Like week one, you get some great games and then they kind of trail off until you dive into conference play. News and notes in major league baseball here. Ian Anderson out four to six weeks, effectively ending his 2022 season. I would have to imagine he's not going to make this postseason roster. Now a left oblique injury. Um, he had a one really good start. His first time out at AAA, Gwinnett struggled after that. He's been down AAA uh, for not even a full month yet, late late August at this point. And Tommy Canely's back. Two strikeouts in a clean seventh inning on Wednesday night and what was a Dodgers loss. But, my it's goodness, as if forever. the Dodgers need more ammunition to try to win a World Series this year, Canely in the bullpen looks like he's a welcomed addition. Yeah, it's been a long time. It feels like he's been out forever. Um, that's what I saw our guy, James Allen, Since May, middle of yeah, May. I saw our guy, James Allen tweet, um, that he was back and I was like, Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you almost kind of forgot like, Oh yeah. Was he? Yeah. yeah. Uh, which one are you more interested in here? Judge going for 61 or Pujols and the career number of 700, the likes of which very few players have achieved. Uh, listen, very few players have achieved 61 either. Yeah. Um, but I am personally more interested in Aaron Judge. That shouldn't surprise you. Uh, it doesn't. It the doesn't. pool thing is cool, but I is am... it okay? You're into that? Okay. Yeah, it's cool. Uh, I'm so much more interested in Judge than I am Pools. I I yeah, just the career home run thing now. Um, I just don't trust that these guys were clean at any point in their career for me to believe that all 700 of them are legit. I want to believe that all 61 or two or three or four of judges are absolutely legit. So the career stuff, I'm really kind of out on at this point. You get so many guys now over 600, yep. whatever. Um, I'd rather see the single season mark of 61 with a franchise like the Yankees be eclipsed than he reaches 700 in a in a class of guys that I personally don't know that he really belongs. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, I think what Pujols is doing – 
is incredible because of his age. No doubt. Um, and, and I it, listen. And back with the Cardinals and St. all of Louis, that. Yeah. St. Louis is arguably the best baseball city in the country. Um, yeah. That the whole atmosphere, having him back, all everything about it is nostalgic. Um, and in that regard, I think it's cool. But yeah, for me, it's Judge. It becomes so, must watch. On a Thursday, and the Yankees do not play on tonight, tonight. I'll say. They didn't play on Thursday, if you're watching us over the yep. weekend. He has 57 home runs. He needs five more. Five more. This still is not easy. And 19, I don't even, but well, five well, in 19 he, games. He hit two the other night. I, I yep. get it. He can hit them in bunches, and he can go four or five straight games with a home run. Yep. This still doesn't – I don't know. It's not a Am, I wrong? Am I wrong that, that this – doesn't feel as easy as it looks like you no. look at it on the surface and you're like, well, of course he's going to hit five over the next, would you say 20, 19 games, 19 games. I think he'll do it, but it's not easy. No, you're right. The, the way that he hits home runs, people just kind of take it for granted. He has 20 more home runs than anyone yeah. else in major league baseball. That's ridiculous. Uh, so I looked at their schedule and I thought, all right, if he hits two in the next five games, which is more than possible and isn't asking him to hit one every night. There's yeah. three, that's three against the Brewers, two against the Pirates. He would go into a four game series with the Red mm. Sox, mm. two away from tying, three away from breaking. How awesome would that be? If you don't have tickets to a oh, late season Yankees game yet, God. get them. I did think like, oh my God, could I get tickets to go? Because they're going to start to go. They're going to start to go just for that reason. Of course. But Yankees. I think they already Sox, are going for yeah, that reason. With a chance to break it against the Red Sox at the stadium, I will be locked in. Locked in. Does he? He doesn't seem like a guy that is feeling pressure of this, no. and I think it has helped, right? That the division lead has been so large for most of the yeah. season that he isn't thinking, "I have to hit home runs in order for us to win." Because if we don't win, we're not going to make the playoffs. Like this team is obviously going to the. I think that is a huge benefit here that yeah. he isn't looking at the standings, wondering. If I don't produce, we don't make the playoffs. This team's going to the playoffs. He's already earned the $300-plus million he's going to get in the winter. I think he can kind of be loosey-goosey here, and whatever happens, happens. Now, he'll be disappointed if he doesn't get to 62. Yeah. But I think he can be – I think there's a big load that's that's lifted already. Yeah, he'll start to he'll start to grip it tighter when he hits three more home runs. It's just going to be natural. But I, I, I think he'll do it. He seems relaxed. The lead is six. They're playing well enough. It's not like the lead. If the lead gets down to two, then maybe it's a different story. And hopefully it doesn't get too cold in the Bronx when he's trying to hit those home runs. Thanks for watching. Honorado and company, everybody. Have a great weekend.